Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock. Today is Wednesday, November 13th, 2019. Here's what's on my mind. First off, I'd like to uh, issue a warm, heartfelt thank you to the Columbia Festival of the Arts and the Horse Spirit Arts Gallery for a very nice event this evening. I was happy to attend uh, their uh, winter reception. Uh, that would be the uh, Columbia Festival of the Arts. Um, you know, those of you who are familiar with the Festival of the Arts, you think that it's just uh, one weekend in June, and it's not. Uh, it is a uh, organization that goes 12 months a year, 365 days a year, and their work and their mission does not end. Um, so the June event is just a culmination of the year's activities, but it is by, by no means does it mean that their activities are over. So they had their uh, their reception uh, tonight at Horse Spirit Arts Gallery at its new location, uh, which is in the uh, in the Cotton Shed Building in Historic Savage Mill. I have never been to the Cotton Shed Building in Historic Savage Mill. It was in fact the only building of Historic Savage Mill I've yet to go to. Uh, so now I've been to them all. So uh, it was a great time. Uh, there is some lovely art down there from local Howard County artists in a variety of media from pastels and oils to photographs and fused glass. Uh, fused glass is different than stained glass. So, uh, you know, there, it, it's, it's a little more textured. It's, it's, it's very cool. Uh, so you owe it to yourself to check it out. Uh, I found prices to be reasonable. Uh, you know, I'm not much of an art connoisseur. It's kind of like being a wine connoisseur. I don't know the difference between a $20 and a $200 bottle of wine. Uh, by the same token, I don't know the difference between a work of art that is priced at $100 or $1,000. And it's the same medium and it's the same size. I don't get it. I don't understand. But I do know what I like. And uh, you will find something to like there at Horse Spirit Arts Gallery in the Cotton Shed Building in Historic Savage Mill. Uh, please, the phone number is 301-490-2001. Uh, in case you're interested in calling there, you can look them up on the web, horsespiritartsgallery.com. They did not pay for this advertisement, but uh, since uh, they were good folks tonight and since they are uh, moving to, they have just moved to that brand new spanking location, in Historic Savage Mill from Main Street, Ellicott City, thought they needed a plug. Um, so go, 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 go. So a couple issues I have tonight, a couple things I'm thinking about, uh, three in fact, one local, one state, and uh, one national. So the local issue uh, I'm thinking about is the recent New York Times article about, uh, in fact, it was in yesterday's paper, about uh, the redistricting battle in Howard County. So uh, if you read the article, and I would encourage everybody to go to the NewYorkTimes.com website and read the article, uh, Howard County is not alone. Uh, that's one takeaway message. Another takeaway message is the new racism is classism. And so uh, you have uh, what, you know, this diabolical uh, two-dimensional uh, bias and uh, and uh, distaste and otherism that goes on now in society, not just cut across uh, issues, uh, not, not just cut across ethnicity, but also cut across class. And uh, that's what we see going on here in Howard County. 
Now, I have said, and I have always said, and I will continue to say, that I believe there are some people who are in opposition of their children moving to different school districts for very valid reasons. Um, you know, but, you know, and as I mentioned, back in the late 70s, uh, I was a school district boundary breaker kid myself when I was in sixth grade. Um, but I would also say that the level of disparity in Howard County Public Schools doesn't exist now like it did 35 years ago. I would say almost 40 years ago. And uh, I would say that it's a it's a different time. And I would say that a, uh, a good-sized population of students, you know, a few hundred, going from one school to another uh, can really help change the character of that school in all sorts of ways. And we are going to say for the better because we are the adults and we are the people with the authority and we are the people who are going to make good decisions to make sure our kids are well provided for and that they get the best education that their mothers and fathers, taxpayers' dollars can buy. And also my taxpayer dollars and many of you out there in listener land who, like me, don't have kids in the public schools anymore. So uh, I, I really still, uh, I have no qualm with what is going on in this uh, redistricting debate. Uh, I know that there is going to be discussion and uh, debate and dissension, and, and the original plan's not going to go all the way through. But what I am very concerned about, what I am very concerned about is uh, some of these squeaky wheels, uh, and in fact, uh, very loud wheels, and frankly, I think ill-intended and uh, ill-tempered wheels, I'm a little bit afraid of them getting the grease. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to call out this neighborhood, but uh, there are a lot of people in the River Hill community who, when, as I have been monitoring the uh, situation on Facebook and through the local media and by observing local hearings, uh, they're out of bounds. And uh, not everybody in River Hill, uh, but some. And, uh, you know, from early on, this community has been angry about uh, having uh, some of their blessed lovelies uh, going to Wild Lake instead of uh, River Hill High School. And, you know, I'm just sorry, but uh, it does not take a half hour to drive to River Hill to Wild Lake. I don't care. Uh, I don't I guess if you're in a moped, uh, maybe it does. But, um, you know, their, their arguments, I find them weak. I find them wanting. I find them, uh, I find them um, inadequate. And I'm just afraid that the school board is going to reward them with uh, getting what they want. And uh, th should that happen, then woe be on to whatever school board members, um, you know, let that happen. So that's about all I'm going to say about that. There's going to be more to come on Sunday's podcast uh, as Jason Booms and I break it down before the, uh, the Board of Education of Howard County approves a plan come next Thursday, 11-21-2019. So that is my item of local import today. I'm going to go back to items of local import later with a little bit more whimsy. Uh, nationally, Wowza, what went on today? Well, the first day of uh, President Trump's impeachment hearings, uh, as, as, as the president gets ready to get impeachment for Christmas, and uh, impeachment, the gift that keeps on giving, 
impeachment, the gift that will ensure his place in history. Although he already has a place in history, doesn't he? Um, so, uh, you know, today, um, you know, we heard of even more uh, connection that uh, the president had uh, was making a quid pro quo deal to the president of Ukraine for uh, foreign aid for opening up an investigation on uh, Joe and Hunter Biden. And uh, in fact, it made the uh, apparently the uh, ambassador to the EU, who was uh, Trump's, uh, you know, uh, um, helper along, you know, helper to Rudy Giuliani and helping uh, work through or make sure that such a deal was in place, uh, apparently made the comment of he cares more about this, these investigations than he cares about foreign aid to Ukraine. Uh, and by the way, it is Ukraine, foreign aid to Ukraine. You don't say the Ukraine. It's like saying, you know, I don't know, but it's you just say Ukraine. Uh, that's the proper usage. Um, how how horrible is this? You know, un- unfortunately, you know, as, as I said in my last uh, last podcast with Jason about a week and a half ago, uh, I see this going. You know, this is going to be grand political theater, and it's going to go along party lines. Unless if there is some erosion of the Trump base in the uh, in the hinterlands uh, in flyover country, uh, I don't see where that changes. Uh, I see where the president finally got himself an approving sports crowd. So good for him. Uh, Of course, he had to go to the Alabama LSU game in Tuscaloosa, Alabama to uh, to get it. Uh, so if he wouldn't have gotten it there, he may as well have just given it up right then and there. Um, and so, uh, and so, you know, this, this is, you know, and, and of course, ironically, who is he meeting with today? The president of Turkey. How joyous is that? So, uh, this is also going on and, you know, this is the several days of hearings, and it looks like uh, there will be a vote before the Christmas recess of the full House on the articles of impeachment, and then it's over to the Senate, and then uh, we'll see what, what, what fun and hilarity ensues there. But we can rest assured that, you know, without any sort of smoking gun to beat all smoking guns, um, the Senate uh, trial will, will certainly not end up in a conviction. But yet, fun times and many more revelations ahead. Uh, true believers. And then uh, an issue of national. Well, actually, did I say, uh, I did say uh, state importance. I did say state importance. Uh, So the issue of of state importance is the announcement of Dr. Maya Rockymore Cummings that she is seeking the House seat in the 7th Congressional District uh, that was uh, recently vacated due to the death of her husband, uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings. This is, I, I don't know why there were, whether it was anybody uh, for more than five seconds who thought that it was possible that uh, that uh, the other Cummings was not going to run for the seat. Uh, I do, uh, I do, uh, but I believe she's Dr. Cummings. I do believe she has a doctorate in uh, public policy. And I know she was a public policy fellow at a couple of institutes. So I'm going to say Dr. Cummings. Um, so uh, there, there, that should have been no surprise to anybody. Uh, my take on the race is that she comes in as the instant front runner, but I do believe that there are going to be a number of candidates uh, who are going to give her a good run. I don't think anything is guaranteed, 
But in a primary election where 25% of the uh, of the primary electorate is going to elect somebody, she's got a lot of she's got a lot of votes in hand already. So it's going to be hard uh, to find to find somebody uh, to get past her. Of course, um, if people can't beat her, they will certainly try to depress her vote, and that means negativity, and that means negative campaigning. So uh, you know, Baltimore. Um, Good on you, because you're going to have city elections in April. You're going to have this special election in February. And at a time when everybody should be talking about vision for Baltimore City, uh, making Baltimore best again, making Baltimore believe again, making Baltimore great again. Sorry, but couldn't resist that last one. Uh, There's going to be a whole bunch of people fighting and fussing and calling each other filthy names. So uh, that's just what the, that's just what the city of Baltimore doesn't need, but I'm afraid it's the uh, election campaign that it's going to get. So there we go. Uh, one other item of national importance I wanted to note while I had your attention this evening: the NFL has given Colin Kaepernick a uh, a a, 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 a uh, photo op. I mean, uh, press op. I mean, uh, workout on Saturday, which just happens to be the day before most NFL games are played. That would be on Sundays. Uh, This seems like a PR stunt by the NFL. It doesn't seem like a sincere effort by the league uh, to uh, try to get this young man back into back, you know, a job uh, playing football. Uh, And uh, I think that's pathetic. Uh, You know, I'm sure this was dreamed up by NFL legal because um, you know, there was probably some other collusion suit brewing. I mean, why this man at the age of 32 um, is deemed and, and has not even taken a hit on a football field in three years is uh, somehow unable to play professional football, whereas you look at the product that goes on and the product that's put out at the quarterback position every single day, every single week, in the NFL uh, by backup quarterbacks substituting for starters, you know, you can't imagine that there's uh, that there's 32 uh, young men uh, better suited to play professional professional quarterback than Colin Kaepernick, and certainly not 64 to 96, which would be the real number of quarterbacks in the league. So uh, we will see what happens on Sunday and Saturday. Uh, in case you have any doubt that the NFL is rigging the system, uh, the media is not allowed to come to the workout, nor is the NFL going to publish the names of teams that have attended. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, two other great big things that are happening in Howard County come summer. So for those of you who say that Howard County is no fun because we have all sorts of meanness over schools and all that, well, I say the, I, I, I bring these up uh, and, and you can stick them up your tuchus because Howard County is fun, damn it. And so um, Howard County is going to be the home of cricket. Uh, so Howard County is going to have a lot of stuff going on in, uh, in cricket. Oh, my goodness, I can't now. I'm, I'm losing this. The National Women's Cricket Tournament in 2020. So the U.S. National Women's Cricket Tournament in Howard County will be here in July, July 12th through 15th. So um, there you go. Any of any of you out there who are cricket groupies, um, 
you know, please, please come. You know, I know LPGA and, and WNBA stars have groupies. Uh, I'm going to guess that there are also uh, groupies for women's cricket. And why, why shouldn't there be? So uh, that's going on. So, um, you know, be happy with that. And then in August, uh, Howard County is going to be home to the championships. And I'm not sure if these are national championships or world championships. I'm going to say world championships because it should be world championships of the MLQ. What the hell is the MLQ? MLQ is not MLB. It's not Major League Baseball. MLB is not MLS. It's not Major League Soccer. It's not MLT. It's not Major League Tiddlywinks. Ever had your week tiddled? It'd be painful. It's Major League Quidditch, everybody. Major League Quidditch. Yes, as in Harry Potter. No, the brooms don't fly. No, they're not brooms. Yes, they're like field hockey sticks. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, and, and there are rings. I'm not really sure how Quidditch works uh, in real life. Uh, I know how it works in the world of Harry Potter, but we do not live in the world of Harry Potter. <laughs> I know that may have just come as a shock, but we don't. So um, lots of time to bone yourself up between now and August and go to the World Championships of Quidditch at Cedar Lane Park in Howard County, August 2020. Brought to you on ESPN 8. The Ocho. All right, true believers, uh, that's enough of a flight of fancy for today. We're going to do this again on Saturday. Go see what fresh takes I have, and I bet you I'll have some. And then Jason Booms joins us for a raucous edition of this zesty topicality come Sunday. Actually, no, it's not Sunday. It's Saturday. Saturday, Saturday is when Jason's coming. So the next edition will be Jason on Saturday morning. So uh, be there or be a rhomboid prism. Happy 20 to Julia and Richard. That's awesome. Uh, till then, this is Bill Woodcock. We're signing off. You have been listening to Forward Maryland. Have a terrific day, everyone. Take care. <laughs>